0: Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Strategy with Jason, where I get to talk about anything and everything I want to talk about when it comes to strategy. I am here with my co-host, Mr. Jeff Tessier and the one the only the Austin that's right it's like Beyonce oh. you just call it Austin um, <laughs> guys i have fun doing this with y'all i'm just i said it again oh no Tennessee's um, for, every, for everybody that's out there watching and listening if you may, you may not know this but i have moved to Nashville Tennessee And for the last handful of podcasts, uh, a little bit of a Southern draw has been coming out. Uh, I'm not using the word A as much as maybe I have in the past, and I'm a little concerned and worried about this. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, I mean, I am wearing Tennessee orange. So, you know, uh, I will say, guys, I will have to admit, you know, since moving here, um, no one, and I mean no one has ever questioned my obsession with the color orange like not once <laughs> not like, like my car's orange and no one even asks me why it's orange you know what i mean like i i can't tell you when it was living in toronto how often i'd be asked so man do, do you own like 16 of those polos i was like i do <laughs> you know <laughs> why you know and it's like no one has ever i mean but but it's also kind of funny though because people will randomly walk up to me and ask me about a player and the score of a game and I'm like oh yeah <sighs> go vols <laughs>
1: you
0: know uh, i have no idea what i'm talking about but <laughs> <you know? laughs> anyways i digress. it happened the other day I, was take, I took my daughter to the doctor's office right and we sit down the doctor comes in and immediately starts talking to me about last night's game like i was like so totally into it and i'm like yeah oh He's going to do really well this season. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter afterwards like, do you know who that What? Who that player? Well,
1: I'm like, I have no idea whatsoever.
2: Is is college football bigger than like the Titans would be there? Not only is it bigger,
1: it's
0: it's physically bigger. Okay. So the the, uh, stadium in Knoxville. All right, where the vol- volunteers play holds, I think, over 100,000 people. And the Titan Stadium uh, here in Nashville, I think, only holds like 80. Yeah, probably. So it's, it's actually, <laughs> it's not just bigger, it's physically bigger. And um, it's like a religion down there, too. It's, it, it, is, it is. And almost, I think, almost every single volunteers game is sold out. And I know Titan games are not. Um, so wow. it's, yes, it's, it's definitely oh. a thing, even though the Titans actually I looked them up, but not bad. And now, now speaking of mm-hmm. we do have some fun, some fun sports here, hockey is actually one, I, we have the predators. So yeah. I went to <clears throat> the Maple Leafs game, uh, because that's because, you know, living in Toronto, you got to have a second mortgage to afford a Maple Leafs ticket. Yeah. Um, but here it was two tickets, two hot dogs and parking for 139.
1: <laughs> seat in the in the scotia bank arena now i think it's called in toronto yeah it's what 300 and some dollars and you can't even that's see <laughs> and that's you're behind a pillar at the very top and you you're just
0: you're actually watching on your phone because you can't see what's going on in the ice anyways <sighs> we started this podcast like a few minutes ago we actually haven't said anything yet so hey everyone thanks for taking the time to join us on today with strategy with jason We're going to talk anything and everything we want to talk about when it comes to strategy. Austin, you got some topics for us. What do you want to jam about, man?
2: Yeah, let's jam about uh, customer experience today. Um, So, this is just like an interesting concept idea of a restaurant in Norway. It's like a floating orb on the sea. (laughs) So, it's like a a fine dining experience. And you, you, you board the ship um, and you float around this lake as they serve your dinner. And it's, um don't know, that's not loading, but yeah, it's like, it's a very fine dining, multi course meal. They feed you that sort of like awesome. natural ingredients that are grown in the area. And it, it's very, yeah. like, it's all about the experience, essentially, you know? So it, it's, It's really. I know Norwegian food is is very very
0: hot right now. Norwegian food is really hot. Like the style, the Nordic, nord the Nordic experience. You know the way they cook food. You know is also quite unique. You know, um, if you look at like you know some, I I actually watched a couple shows on Nordic food. You know, maybe a lot of people don't know about about this about me, but I'm actually a foodie. Um, I cook a lot, and um, I love. Uh, dining experience. In fact, I've I've learned a lot, you know, from this. Okay, let me see this. Go ahead, and play this. Let's see this. Um, so this is this floating. floating it looks like they're coming up cooking beforehand, beforehand and you hit on. Now what happens if this thing sinks? I don't <laughs> you're doomed.
1: Ideally, it won't.
0: Wow. How cool.
1: This looks like I'd be hungry after eating. <laughs> yeah, the, the, those uh,
0: <laughs> didn't look like they're very large portions at all, right? But that's that fine dining, right? But. Well, you know what? It's it's, it's it's Well, also Nordic, I think, is also kind of similar to this. It's, 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 it's very rustic. Um, you know, it's, it's not a lot of, you know, it's a lot of stuff's cooked over flames. Uh, they eat a lot of reindeer meat. I've never actually had reindeer. It's actually on my bucket list. Um, can't seem to find it here in Tennessee. Anybody out there watching, listening, you know, and knows where I can buy some reindeer here in the Nashville area. Let me know. Um, (laughs) but It's funny that you bring this up because me and Jeff have actually done this with clients in the past. There was a restaurant that me and Jeff regularly visited in Milton called Pascalino's. All right. And, you know, you go there and it's, I mean, Austin, you've been to Pascalino's. How many times have you been to Pascalino's? It's It's the best uh, creme brulee I've ever had in my life. Right? Right. Right, so look, and and you know, I take clients to Pascalino's because you know there there's more of an experience in a thirty dollar lunch than I find most dealers will do in a thirty thousand dollar car purchase. You know, and you know, think about you know just what that experience is. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's the family, it's the communication, it's the engagement, it's the see through kitchen. You can see what the uncle's cooking in the back and they'll tell you exactly where they source the tomatoes and, you know, which family region the wine came from. And it's just, it's just the, fresh flowers everywhere. Look, they bring you into their home, right? It's, it's, it's pretty much their home. I mean, in fact, I mean, it's a family owned business and they they live there. They practically live there. Right. And 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 almost every single family member works there. there you know i mean every from the nephews to the sons to you know the the uncles the aunts the, the grandparents like they all work there um but there's an experience and you know so you know experiences can be very uh designed and let's call them custom kind of like what you were presenting here this very unique very custom experience but then there is the experiences that we can duplicate in our own you know, uh, that we can duplicate in our own dealerships. And that's the sense of, does this really feel like home? Does this, you know, does, you know, is, is, is this the, the Walt Disney experience, you know, where if I got a question, everyone is going to guide me and put me in the direction where I need to go, you know, no matter who I'm talking to, you know, it's just like, look, there's an experience experience is one that can be visual, can be audio, um, can be you know all the way down to the touch you know and it's just like how do you know how do we create an experience you know for for the customer i mean you have to map out each individual experience i mean for me i think the experience for most customers out there start with their marketing you know jeff we we were talking about this on one of the earlier podcasts right like you know marketing i feel connected to the marketing when i feel known right like when it's when it's specifically designed for me or I feel like they're connecting with me as an audience, maybe not as a person, but maybe as an audience, you know, um, that, that that says a lot. So it's so like, you know, when you think of an experience, you know, um, you break it down into micro elements. It's no different than what you just showed us in that video. So you have the experience of boarding that restaurant, OK, walking down the dock, the dock and getting into it. And then that looked like there was a video a room that kind of played you know, some type of visual element that looked very immersive, you know. So, like each, you know, think of the progression i walking through, I get through the entryway, I walk up the stairs, I get into a restaurant. I mean, it's just like each one of these are micro experiences. Here's the thing with experiences it's never one big thing that creates an experience, it is a series of little things that create the experience um look i uh, jeff austin you guys have all experienced it yourself all right give me an example of an experience from both of y'all uh dang i said it again anyways um <laughs> give me an experience from you guys that you felt like all the little things added up to this bigger experience jeff you go first
1: i think we talked about this one before but um when we were up in the uh JW Marriott last summer, fall, whatever. That was fun. Right. We went to that uh, steak. I don't know. Was it the chop or whatever it's called? I don't remember what it's called, but (sighs) amazing. From the moment we were sat down to when we finally left, like five hours later, it felt like I have no idea, but it was great. So we had an amazing waiter who really connected with us and wanted to give us an experience saw that uh, Jason and I were both into the wine. And so he brought suggestions to us that could meet what we would expect, right? And he not only did that, but he brought it in further explaining how to test it and how we thought and how that was going to commensurate with our meal, what we had chosen for our, our steak dinner and, and whatnot, right? And then the dessert at the end. like Everything there was just phenomenal. It, I've he, never been so full on food, wine, <laughs> and an experience, and uh, you know, all of it together was just great
0: it was something. Um, but I think what, what was unique is, is it, we didn't open a menu. Do you remember no, we never
1: I didn't look at it. I, I think I opened it, but I couldn't and really we opened open it. And, it and, then, and then he
0: approached us and <laughs> yeah. started talking about some of the stuff. Then we started talking about some of the specials. And I said, Well, we're really not sure. And he's like, if you want, I will take your hand and I will do this whole thing for you guys. You don't need to open the menu at all. Great. I just need to know a few things from you. Right? So he asked us a few questions, you know, maybe about like, Do we like sweet stuff or salty stuff or whatever, whatever it was. I can't remember what some of the questions were, right. You know, do we like smoky stuff? Do we like, you know, fruit forward stuff? Like it was just a mix of all kinds of, I think he had maybe three, maybe possibly five questions. And then it was pretty much, we handed the menu back to him and then he crafted this experience from the point of appetizer all the way to the point of dessert and all the wines and everything in between there. Like, and, But you know, he did, you know, and I do remember, you know, it's just you know him asking pricing, you know, like I can create this custom experience, you know, where do you want to go? And I was just, I think we were celebrating, um, a pretty big business, uh, move for us. We we're just like, uh,
1: yeah, we, we, we may have gone a little over the top on that, but we 100% went over the top. It was, it was definitely, <laughs> but I think if we had gone with like a reasonable. Option. he was it he was, was still the a same 100%. experience maybe the wine might not have been as delectable but like it was definitely regardless which way we were going that experience was going to be top notch level
0: it was it was and he was willing to kind of design that experience to whatever we decided to want it and and i, and I think that was very unique right and uh it hit on so many different things it was all the little things because what he did is he asked us questions and he learned about certain things that we liked him and that we didn't like. So then every single thing that came to us was catered to the information. So again, you know what I talked about before, the strongest marketing campaign you can ever run is the one that you feel known, right? And so therefore, by him asking those handful of questions, he knew our likes, our dislikes, and crafted something specifically just for us. And, you know, it probably wasn't difficult. It probably took him a whole whopping minute in his head or not even 30 seconds to go, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Right. And it wasn't a huge menu in the first place. It wasn't like there was a ton of options, but like no. it was, it was, it, it was an experience. Austin, what about yourself, man? Where, where an, an example of where the little things are, right, I created just this big experience.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you can also, yeah, you get that experience from sort of the passion of maybe the staff or the owner And so my example was there's this, uh, Korean restaurant that I go to in Toronto here. And I recently took my girlfriend there and it, it actually wasn't a particularly great experience at the beginning because, uh, they were having some sort of staffing issue and they had, it was like a long wait to get in. And normally it like, it didn't need to be, it was just the fact they couldn't clear off tables quick enough to get new people in. Um, So we had to wait a little bit, which was fine. I didn't mind. But um, as we're eating our meal and like every time we've been there, it's been an amazing meal. They take very good care of you. And the owner actually walks around and like talks to each table, asks you how you're doing, how did it go and and like sort of make sure that you're enjoying the meal. And I feel like that sort of experience from the passion of the owner that actually cares about you and, and your experience gives you a good feeling you know like it makes you feel like you're taken care of makes you feel like you're sort of like part of their family and Mm -hmm. as we're walking out he was like he gave us like a very like sincere apology for uh how long it took to because the staffing issue and whatnot and he like he was like you could tell he really cared and he was like please give us another chance next time and sort of like like the passion was really coming through and sort of that that adds to the experience you know like even it necessarily wasn't a particularly great experience from start to finish it sure. uh that feeling of them caring added to my experience well and
0: it, it wasn't a singular thing he did but it was the multiple things that he did that got to the point where you felt like he cared you know, yeah. it was, it was, it was just, you know, the fact they did come around, introduce himself, have a one-on-one conversation and still even went farther at the end, still even apologize in a sincere way. Like there's just, those create experiences, right? And, and I always kind of tell people there's never, there's never one little thing that makes an ultimate experience. I remember a hotel experience, um, New Year's Me and the wife were going downtown. Uh, we were, we stayed at the Trump hotel. Don't hate me for that. Um, I pull in and I remember, you know, online <clears throat> having to book the room. And then there were, uh, you had to book valet. Like you had to tell them in advance if you're going to be using their valet service or not. I said, yes. It asked me for my make, model and my, my um, uh, uh, license plate number. I like, oh, okay. So just, well, whatever. We pull in, gentleman opens the door. Welcome to the tower, Mr. Harris. Huh? Um, another person opens my wife's door. W- w- welcome to the tower, Mrs. Harris. Okay. We get to the door, they open it up. Well, welcome Mr. Harris and Mrs. Harris. Okay? I'm like I'm, at this point, guys, I'm like looking for a name tag. And I'm like, like, is there something on me? You know, we get to the desk. Hello, welcome, Mr. Mrs. Harris. We have your room ready and everything is like, I'm like, I couldn't figure out how the hell. And then I remembered what I registered for valet. So they had a process in place that they could input my plate number and know exactly who the guest was. Like, right. And then I saw they did all have little radios. So as I pulled in and waited. They radioed in saying the next vehicle coming in is Mr. And Mrs. Harris. So literally the, the, the person opened the door for us all the way to the people that checked us in all called us by, by that name. And I was like, damn. Right. Talking about, again, we were talking about being known. That's another one. So they hit that mark. Right. But the other thing took, look, it was a little thing. Just, just my name, just my name, just a person's name. Right. Used multiple times in the first five minutes of me being there holy crap that generated that that set the stage for an experience and then of course the room was amazing food was amazing everything was amazing so it was it was just it was great it was great right but i mean just talk about just intentionally crafting out an experience but just with some simple processes right i don't know, i'm sure they had to create some type of technology solution so that someone could input the, the plates number and pulls up who it is and so on and so forth. Right. You know, but, and then of course they had to get radios to radio each other and tell them who was coming in the door and stuff like, but, but I mean, geez, talk about setting the stage, right? Anyways, I digress. Um, customer experience. I know that's what we originally talked about, but here's the thing. Cust- and I'm going to wrap this up and then we can move to our next one. All right. Customer experiences are generated not off. Big things they are generated off of little things and they're little intentional things. Intentional. So you need to be intentional when creating an experience. Now, when you think of the overarching buying experience, the overarching service experience inside your dealership, you need to break that down into micro elements, micro experiences that generate the entire experience. And and for us, typically in a dealership, the first experience is actually the marketing, All right? The second experience is typically online. The third experience is inside the dealership. And the fourth experience is what happens after I leave your business. You know, um, I still think for a lot of dealerships out there, they might hit the mark on the first three, but it's the fourth one that they actually are are missing. And that's like, what is the experience after I leave your dealership? Um, and I think there's amazing ways. I actually know of one uh, general sales manager does this amazing thing. At the end of the day, he takes the the list of the 13 or 14 people now understands a smaller dealership. So I get it, but I'm sure there's some way you can scale this up to a larger dealership. But he takes the list of the 13 or 14 people that visit the dealership that day. And I think he uses Loom or probably I think he maybe uses Snap Cell. I can't remember what I might, I think it is Snap Cell. All right. And he creates a little thank you video for each couple that came in and then text messages it to them. It I mean, it takes 30 seconds per couple. He's done in less than 10 minutes. And that's how he finishes his end of his day.
1: Huge. So. Yep.
0: Right you know, huge. Anyways, and the message is very simple. We thank you. We appreciate we're looking forward for the opportunity to earn your business. And of course, if there's anything I can personally do to solidify it, I'm here. I'm available. You can text me back at this number. Yeah, good guys. I can't tell you that goes um, just a long ways to really kind of put that Cherry on the top for an experience.
2: Anyways, and you you know how every dealership claims they're family owned and operated and and they want to sort of promote the fact that they're a family. I feel like that's the sort of the experience that they're trying to hit on is this feeling of someone who cares and you're part of the family and you're um you're being taken care of by the owners or the staff or whatnot. And and I think you actually you can't just say that on a marketing campaign. Yeah, you actually yeah, have to yeah. have the experience. 100%. Actually, family
0: owned and operated is one of the funniest lines out there, I think. Uh, because I don't know about your family, but yeah, it's probably not the experience you may want. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going. Don't get me wrong. I love my family. But all right, <laughs> I'm going to go Thanksgiving next week. I'm going to go see them. All right. And, you know, I'm already prepared know to hear certain things my sisters are going to say to me and you know uh certain you know certain moods that my father might be in you know and i'm like i don't know if that's necessarily the experience so like i'm just saying look not every like stop using the word family owned and operated and that's the reason why they should do this because it may not be the family experience that they're ultimately looking for right but <clears throat> excuse me um <laughs> but yes, look, no one cares. No, no one cares that your family owned and operated. Um, really, what they care about is um, is operationally what what do you do differently because your family owned and operated? Does that make sense? No, because your family owned and operated um, is not the reason why I want to come and do it. It's it's the way you do business. All right, from a family owned and operated perspective, that I am interested in is that can actually provide me value, you know? And, and, you know, when you think of, you know, uh, you want to make it easy for your family, you want to make it convenient for your family. All right. You want to make it cost effective, you know, for your family. So that, that, that type of stuff makes sense. It's just not enough that we say it, you know what I mean? Jeff, anything you want to add to that?
1: No, I agree. I think you got to live it too. Right. And I think if you take the opportunity to map out what it is that, customers are already experiencing in your store so if you're advertising that your family owned and operated are you showing that from the way from the customer walking into the door or is it just a mirage right so if you can sit down and map out how can i enhance the experience from the customer walking in are they going to be greeted immediately mm-hmm. what process should i put in place to make sure that that happens are they going to feel welcomed can i get you a cup of coffee you know it's easy enough like you said mr harris and mrs harris at the trump hotel how hard is it at a dealership to know that if you've got an appointment whether that be for service or for sales it's three o'clock likely that's joe or whoever mrs smith right so it's easy enough to narrow down and find ways to map uh i worked at a bmw dealership uh well, I guess almost 20 years ago now, but they, uh, that's what we did there and we mapped it out. So to make kind of like the Disney thing where things just happen, right? We weren't allowed to just somebody walked in and, and, uh, we weren't allowed to ignore them. We, even if we were busy, we had to look up and acknowledge them. Uh, if they needed to know where the washroom was, it wasn't just, Oh, it's just down over there. We would walk them to the corridor where the washroom was. I mean, obviously I'm not going to bring them in, but you know, something small like that. And when service cars were ready, they had to be in the drive through We would cash the customer out, explain the invoice, walk them to their car, doors up, open the driver's door, white glove service, the whole thing, mm-hmm. and thank them for their business. And, and you know, you have like a five-minute conversation with the guy and got sure. to know him. And so that was just amazing to me. So if you can map out different ways that you can enhance that customer experience, what you want it to look like. So if you're saying you're family-owned and operated, what are you doing to, to make sure your staff are on board with that because not all of them are going to be your family, obviously, right? So does everybody know the vision? Do they have it mapped out how they contribute? And I think that goes a long ways for them. If you can find all those maybe five or six different little points and how you can enhance it and keep working at it, you can really change that experience at your dealership.
0: I totally agree with you. By the way, I know my mom's watching right now because she does text message me about what I did. <laughs> Uh, hi, mom. <laughs>
1: uh, whoops. <laughs> you didn't say anything bad about your mom, so that I didn't. I didn't say anything about her. Just your like, dad and your sisters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <It> wasn't that <laughs> bad either. It wasn't that bad at all, right? Um, uh, here's the bottom line, guys. I know we're getting towards the telling of our conversation. All right, but when we're talking about the customer experience, and by the way, Austin, great topic. Um, I should write a book on it. I'm <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You know, we've been talking about that. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) Uh, Experiences happen because you're intentional about it. They don't happen just because they happen, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like An experience requires intentional effort um, and intentional processes to make them Unique, and if it's a unique restaurant, floating restaurant on the lake, if it is a a a a a customized menu designed for us, you know, if it's if it's the owner coming out shaking her hand and just saying hello, right? Like these things have to be intentional. They're not designed, you know. The the other example of the hotel knowing my name before I even open my open. You know, like these things don't happen by accident, right? Experiences happen because we are intentional with our efforts and our processes to create that experience. Now, uh, the benefit of experience, I don't know if we really need to go into that too much further, but you know that an experience is something you want others to experience for themselves. So you share that information in a wildfire way, all right? Anybody that's ever going to buy a car that you happen to be within a 30 feet radius of, you're going to run over there and say, you got to go to this place. The experience is amazing. You didn't say the price is amazing. All right. You said the experience is amazing. there is Hey, for everyone out there watching and listening, thank you so much for um, hanging out with us and checking out this episode of Strategy with Jason. If you like this content and you'd like to see more content similar to this, please check out strategywithjason.com. You can also find us anywhere on social at Strategy with Jason. And of course, any one of your favorite podcast channels, just search for Strategy with Jason. Uh, Thank you so much. And you guys have yourself an amazing day. Jeff, Austin, say bye. Have a good one. thanks for tuning in to the strategy with jason podcast with your host jason harris don't want to miss new content be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay
1: in the know remember to like comment and subscribe happy podcasting